And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Welcome to Circle Craft Study with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and tonight we will explore circles of community. So in the next few moments, focus your attention on the word community. What comes to mind? Call to mind a community that you are part of. Call to mind another community you are part of. Reflect on how being part of a community impacts you. Reflect on how you, as a spiritual being, can grow within community. Some of these reflections are experiences, our perspectives will come into play tonight during our journey in exploring circles of community. I invite you now to consider community across time. For tonight's invocation has time as part of it. Circles of community of the present. Circles of community of the past. Circles of community of the future. Circles of community that last. Circles of community of the present. Circles of community of the past. Circles of community of the future. Circles of community that last. Circles of community of the present. Circles of community of the past. Circles of community of the future. Circles of community that last. We call to you. We honor you. We remember you. We celebrate you. We learn from you. We grow from you. So mote it be. Each of us has circles of community, whether we actually have defined that for ourselves or not. At the most basic level, we are part of the circle of community 
that is humankind that's alive on the earth today and with the time sense that which has gone before us the ancestors and that which is yet to come future generations what do we have in common as humans do we see ourselves as part of the human community how can we as individuals as part of humankind help the community of humans on planet earth today move in better directions grow and develop in better ways as we move into the future how can we look at the community of humankind of the past connect with its learnings connect with its powers its wisdoms and have that be present in our lives as well as transmit and shape the future another circle of community to consider is that of locale whether you live in a rural area such as myself i live in the middle of a forest but there are neighbors around or you live in a suburban area or you live in an urban area or perhaps you're mobile and move around a lot there is the circle of community of place or locale what some might call the neighborhood consider these things who are your neighbors do you know them by name do you greet them interact with them what would be some words some phrases that you would use to describe the neighborhood community that you are part of another community that is related to this would be that of the state or region in which you live or if you're in Canada province or in some other part of the world may be called something different but this would not only be a collection of neighborhoods but generally it's organized in some governmental way and that is part of a much larger circle of community of locale which is country nation tribe and then that takes us to the continent that we are part of and then again to that much larger circle of community that of humankind that's on the earth today and in nearby locations since we do have some of our humans up at the international space station so we think about these forms of communities that are by choice in some cases we choose the places we live 
for many of us. And sometimes it's by circumstance where we happen to be born or end up in traveling and in life's ways. So let's look at some other kinds of circles of community that we may have in our life as we look at community in some new ways and seeing these circles of community as all being part of the circle that is ourselves and our lives. We have the circle of education. If you are studying, you have other people that are likely studying the same subject at the same institution as you, whether that be at a face-to-face institution or online or as we're connecting tonight in this CircleCraft study experience on Internet radio. So you can define yourself as part of a community of learners, uh, pursuers of knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Certainly as we go through life, we um, not only have the elementary, middle school, high school in the U.S., um, different experiences of education, but if we choose to go on to college, university, technical college, or some other learning institution to further our education, we often get identified as part of a class. And not only do you have that sense of community by being the class of, we have a lot of people graduating right now, the class of 2012, but you'll find in years to come there may be reunions of classmates by institutions, especially high schools and universities. And one of the wonderful things about connecting with the circle of community of an educational institution is that you have people that you've shared a life experience with by studying at a particular time together, and you can actually continue to give each other support even though your lives may have taken very different directions. Another circle of community that many people have is the circle of community of occupation, where you work, the field of work that you have. If you have a career, that field of study, co-workers and colleagues, and certainly in corporate structures, the corporate community is often part of the download when one becomes a new employee. But whether it's a large corporation or a small business or a private enterprise, that's another way of experiencing community, that of being part of the rhythm of service and life. Then there's the community of different forms of arts, the media, music, theater, movies. There's certainly different types of 
books and recording artists and plays that develop a following, people who feel a particular resonance to a particular um, form of art. And certainly with the emergence of the Harry Potter books by J.K. Rowling, you not only had fans of the books, but you had fans of the movies. And even though that series is now complete, the people who have found inner sustenance and inspiration or just plain entertainment from reading and viewing Harry Potter artistries can continue to connect with each other with that common ground. Another type of community is that of our support networks. This might be those of your family of origin, who you were born into or adopted into, or it may be your family of choice or a combination, um, who you create community with intentionally. And some of the things about looking at family and friends and family and support network is really looking at community across time, not only past, present, and future in terms of generations, but being part of a community that continues to grow and develop. You will find relationships can endure and can be wonderful dynamics to be mutually satisfying and as we grow and develop and give each other support through life. Now let's take a few moments and look at spiritual community. And there's a variety of types of spiritual community. And one of them has to do with a community of people that you interface with face-to-face. Now, in some pagan circles, that face-to-face group might be called a circle, a coven, a grove, a nest, a temple, a henge, a kindred, many different names for the small or in some cases growing um, group that is a tightly knit or perhaps one more loosely knit group of people that are joined together as part of spiritual practice. The group might meet frequently, several times a week, or weekly or once a month at the time of the full moon or the new moon, or it may be a gathering community that comes together once a year at a particular seasonal celebration. But looking at that face-to-face encounter, you are able to have community experiences and magic on multiple levels. Certainly, there's other ways of connecting with community. Indeed, there are a number of pagans who really 
prefer to have their spiritual practice more what some would call solitary practice, practicing primarily on one's own. But even if one chooses to do practice, rituals, meditations, without any other humans present, by being a practitioner, one automatically is part of the larger community that is pagan culture, pagan religion around the world. It can be really wonderful to identify oneself with that larger community of pagans because even if you are practicing primarily or only as an individual, you, by virtue of the Internet, can reach out and connect with chants, artwork, rituals, meditations, history, ideas, through the words, the music, the videos, and other sharings that there are in the great realm of cyberspace. So, in addition to face-to-face -face community, there's also community that forms and is sustained in that worldwide web or that vast realm known as cyberspace. Those of you who are tuning in right now or will be tuning in in the future are actually part of a listening community tonight. And even if this is your first time listening, by virtue of us all focusing on the topic at hand, we ourselves are attuning to community and community starts emerging through that shared focus. A third type of spiritual community is one that links up in spiritual realms. Some groups who meet face-to-face, -face, between their face-to-face -face meetings, and between meetings on the Internet or through social networking, um, messaging, or other cyber means, will also choose to link up spiritually, or what some people would call astrally. Many groups will pick a particular symbol to focus on, so that everyone joins together with a shared image, or it can be an actual place. Some groups create what's known as an astral temple, um, an astral sacred site. It may actually be a sacred site that the group uses on a regular basis, or it could be one from history or from the imagination, or one that's collectively created by the group during a face-to-face -face meeting. By going to a place or joining together with a symbol or joining together with a particular chant or a combination of these, one is able to link in what some would call 
intuitively or telepathically with other people that are part of the community. Certainly during the healing work that our full moon circle does every month, we not only send well wishes and healing and comfort to those who are physically present, but through the use of names and visualization, chanting, rhythms, and other ritual techniques, we are able to have with us in community those who aren't physically present, but that are tuning in wherever they may be at that time. So we've talked a bit about three different types of communities that are in the spiritual realm. Let's look at some ways of joining together in community. One of them is to experience oneself as part of a community, a spiritual community that's ongoing. Whether you're actually having direct communication frequently during a day or during a week is having that ongoing identification with the community. That community might be very small, just a few people. It may be a group that's a dozen or two in size. It may be a larger community, 50, 60 people, or an even larger community of several hundred, or a really very large community, a thousand or more. And one of the things about having ongoing community identification is that even if you are practicing on your own without any other humans immediately in your vicinity to join in spiritual work, you can tune in to the energy of that community as you do your practice even if it is not synchronized. We'll be taking a look at three different aspects of circles and cycles that really help shape community and that can deepen community. The cycles of life, life passages. The cycles of the moon, Dark and new moon, full moon, waxing and waning moon. The cycles of the sun, not only through the year, but each day with sunrise to sunset. Some groups will pick a particular cycle or rhythm to focus on. Others work with all three of these circles. And in coming shows, we'll be exploring each of these three types. Another thing to look at in the realm of spiritual community is what are some ways that you can connect with community as part of personal spiritual practice. We talked a bit about identification. Well, another facet of that is to work with the name of that community. A community that I've been part of many years and 
Help Birth, the Pagan Spirit Gathering Community, is also known as PSG, and a chant that I created a number of years ago as a way of calling that community spirit, not only during the gathering, but as we prepare to actually have the face-to-face meeting of our PSG community each year, which is Summer Solstice Week. Really simple chant, PSG, blessed be, PSG, blessed be, PSG, blessed be. Now you can be doing that yourself as a way of tuning into that. When you have a whole group of people chanting it together, it definitely is more than some of the parts. It's a way of energizing. And it's not only a fun thing to do to connect with others, but in essence, by doing that type of chanting, calling the name of the community, you're honoring the spirit of that community. The different members of a community are part of the whole, but the synergy of individuals coming together creates its own energy. Some people call this community spirit the group soul. And certainly that is something that is present in groups, especially groups that have been around for some time and that have grown and developed over time. But it can be strong even in a temporary, occasional group. Another way of connecting with community is through the use of a ritual object. At various times within the Circle Sanctuary community, we have had smaller groups. And we've had a moon circle. And in an earlier form, it was a coven. And we opened our membership once a year and then had it closed so that we could deepen our work together. At present, our moon circle is in a more open format. But back during our coven moon circle days, one of the things that we did was have a small pouch, and each of us brought a sacred object, small objects, that was special to us. And each time we renewed the group, which was at Samhain time, added new members, said farewell to members who might be moving away or whatever, we would each take our object out of the pouch and speak words of appreciation about the group and put them in the pouch. And so in so doing, we were ritualizing and symbolizing our individual natures all joining together maintaining our individuality, but being connected through our group experience. At the Pagan Spirit Gathering, the symbol that we use is something called a spirit bag, which is crafted from a square of cloth, about four by four inches, a small gemstone. One year we used tiger eye, for example, a small bead of tiger eye, and then a combination of herbs that have been grown and harvested in sacred ways from Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, where our headquarters are, those of us who put on the gathering. And these spirit bags are prepared right before Pagan Spirit Gathering starts, and 
they are energized. We tie them together and then put them on a cord, a piece of yarn that we can wear around our necks. And during the gathering, as people arrive and check in, they receive a spirit bag. They pick a spirit bag out of the big cauldron we have of like a thousand spirit bags and then have it as part of their gathering experience for the week. So having some kind of ritual tool that symbolizes community experience and is a link to that community spirit, even when one might not be dwelling face-to-face with other members. Of course, having the name of a community and nicknames and symbols all are additional ways of not only representing the community, but can be worked with in one's own spiritual practice as well as the community practice. So why work with a spiritual community? It can help the individuals each grow because of the mutual support that can happen in a spiritual community, but it also can help the community itself grow and contribute to the larger pagan world of which it is part. In closing this part and preparing for our discussion tonight, I want to conclude by talking about another form of community that's part of paganism but goes beyond. That is the community known as the circle of nature. Seeing ourselves as part of not only the humans in a locale, and on the planet, but part of a great circle of life that is here on planet Earth, and to expand upon that, seeing the life here on this planet as being part of a much larger system of life that's within the universe as a whole. In personal and in spiritual community practices, it can be really helpful to connect with that larger circle of nature of which we are a part. That can be done through a meditation, through invocations, chanting, guided meditation, or imagery. So in concluding this part, let's revisit the word community. What does it call up in your mind now? Consider yourself in a series of concentric circles, some intersecting, some nested within each other. Your circle of life has circles of community. Spend a few moments now and honor that connection with community and communities. communities of present, past, and future. We honor you and thank you. Be with us, be in our imagination, and in our communications and conversation. Blessed be. Now we're going to shift into the community of listeners part of our evening. 
If you are able to call in, we would welcome you to do so. The number is 347-308-8222. That's 347-308-8222. And if you choose to call in, give your name and where you're from um, to... David, who is our engineer, and he'll get you in the queue, and then we'll have you join the conversation. And if you're in live chat, you're also welcome to contribute ideas or experiences that way. So I open this time for community sharing by thanking David and Jeanette Ewing for being part of the community that is the Circle Sanctuary community. And wondering if you have any words you want to share. Yeah, it was, um, it's interesting as you were talking about this, um, some of the things that you had mentioned as types of communities I hadn't really thought of. Um, my personal experience had not been that uh, that way uh, with like colleges for example um, I treated college as a job so I didn't really experience it as a community maybe also because I was older when I went back to school um, but on the other side of it though um, one community that I'm part of now is part of the group of people that teach where I teach and it's a for-profit university, and it's a pretty small group of folks. So that is its own community as well, especially in a smaller academic setting. Uh, the students certainly have their own community, but I think uh, all the instructors do too to some extent. And another thing that just had, you know, come into mind as you were discussing this is that I kind of see community now as, I guess uh, concentric, some uh, interacting circles and some non-interacting circles in terms of the different, the many different circles of community that I'm a part of and that we are both a part of. Um, and yeah, and I, I really think that that's, um, you know, what you're sharing about within academia, that there's communities within the communities. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it is inevitable, especially in academia, um, where within a particular department, you, know, you might be, it might be a large group of, you know, of professors at a larger university in arts and sciences, for example, but the biology people are their own group, and they intersect to varying degrees with the environmental science people and then sometimes with the chemistry people. But it is their own community because the kind of research they do is a little bit different and their focus is a little bit different. So, I mean, they they do inevitably interact, um, but just in varying degrees. And, um, you know, there are probably different levels of that um, based on also the size of the university as well. Yeah, I agree. Well, one of the things that I enjoy doing as part of my life's work 
is circuit writing amongst the different academic settings. So uh, that means rather than being part of an ongoing academic community, I mean, besides being an alumni, um, alumnus of the University of Wisconsin in Madison and College of William and Mary in Virginia, so I have those ongoing connections. But as part of my work, I enjoyed going to different campuses. And what you've described has been my experience, too, that, you know, in addition to the campus itself being its own kind of community, and they have their own kind of distinct um, flavors and ways of being, within that there are all these subgroupings. And the same thing I've noticed is I've gone to different pagan festivals. They may happen on the same weekend. They may have some similar um, parts of the structure. There's merchanting and concerts and workshops and rituals, bonfires, so some common things that are part of a, like a weekend festival, for example. However, the people who organize it, the traditions of the people that come, the location of the event and the community, all of these add their shades, their flavors to the community experience. And, and I find it um, wonderful to experience the diversity within the larger pagan realm by connecting with some of its sub-communities. And festival communities are continuing to grow in popularity and scope and size and, and um, dynamics. And it's wonderful to see small festival communities gathering you know, a few dozen people and huge festival communities with hundreds of, of people gathering. And there's really a place within the larger pagan realm for this kind of diversity. For some people, they really would prefer to go to a really large gathering and others somewhere um, a much smaller one and others somewhere in between. So you're going to find a lot of diversity and where does one make one's gathering home? Well, sometimes when people are starting out about paganism, they'll sample some gatherings. And just as one might be exploring some other possibilities for self, one wanting to learn a type of musical instrument, well, is it going to be a woodwind or is it going to be brass, a stringed instrument, percussion? You may find that one is much more um, to one's liking and temperament, and one will go and be there and find a home there. So one of the reasons for doing community circles of community tonight is that Memorial Day typically in the U.S. of A. Uh, starts launching the summer season, even though summer doesn't become official until the solstice, of course. And during these summer months in the USA, that's when many of the festival communities come to be. And I would invite those who are listening now or be listening later, if you haven't had a festival gathering experience yet, to consider 
tuning in in some way. It could come by actually going to a festival, or if you want to sample it without showing up at first, you may want to follow live feeds. Sometimes there's um, broadcasts from gatherings, and you can get a bit of flavor by interacting with it through the wonders of technology. Or tuning in, which is that astral community connection I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think, um, you know, back to what you were talking about with the different festival communities, um, the the degree of uh, community feeling that one can get from a festival can vary widely as well. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the intention that the planners put into that particular festival. I mean, not to give PSG a shameless plug, but um, but I'm going to give it a shameless plug. And one thing that I found interesting, even going the very first time, I mean, Circle Sanctuary is its own community, but it's a very unique type of intentional community that I had not seen other places. And there's another group that does put on a smaller festival here in our local area, and they are starting to develop their own uh similar flavor of intentional community for their festival, but you don't see it that often. Um, And what I think happens with some of these events is that your communities become a little bit small, like the sub-communities form within the festival goers, as you will find, you know, groups of people from like a coven or a grove or what have you attending an event. Um, it is, I, I think it may be a little more uh, unusual and kind of special to find that festival where the whole festival experience does have its own community feel. Yeah, and I thought we might just check in with David and see if he wants to share some remarks before we, um, in the last few minutes of this portion, or if there's somebody on the line or live chat contributions oh david and i are on separate lines tonight he's got to get yeah. the talk <laughs> we're trying out a new system for um fielding calls and well i'll keep my little uh, uh headset on mute here and i'll use the same phone that Jeanette was using to talk so looking at the chat there was a lot of discussion of course miss terry is on from new jersey and we had a talk about fertile ground and the community that really builds up in that uh, gathering and how even those of us working in the kitchen sort of formed our own little group. That is in true. There. I had thought about that. But, yeah, the, there is – because uh, Fertile Ground Gathering is an event where they feed people and they have a big industrial kitchen at the park uh, that we are able to have the event at um, – Yes, the the kitchen witches there are a decent little group of folks, numbers-wise, but because they're in there pretty much, I don't know, nearly around the clock, they do have their own little community as well. Right. Yeah, and I got to talk with Terry earlier today, and we talked about um, some of the 
the community work that she's doing, you all are doing, I'm doing, other people with Circle Sanctuary Connections are doing, and um, people from other groups are doing for pagans in the military. And in addition to this internet radio show, Circle Sanctuary also sponsors Pagan Warrior Radio, and I'll give a plug for both of you and Pam um, for the show that happens on Saturday nights. In fact, you're going to be taking a tradition that happens at Pagan Spirit Gathering and now at other places, um, the Warrior Blessing Ritual, correct? This coming um, Saturday night as part of Memorial Day weekend. That's right. This Saturday we're going to be uh, performing an adapted version of the Warrior Blessing Ritual to honor those who have served, who have passed, and who are currently serving in the armed forces and first responders. So that'll be tonight, uh, this Saturday, Saturday night at 9 o'clock Eastern. And then uh, Jeanette and I, along with uh, Tristan, another circle minister, and another group of folks are going to go to Arlington National Cemetery to honor the uh, the folks who've passed whose markers are at Arlington Cemetery with pentacles on them. And that's become a yearly tradition for you all. It has. This will be our third year doing that? Yeah. Uh, yes, actually it is. Uh-huh. And I'll be at Heartland and doing a Memorial Day honoring on Sunday evening, not only in my Pagan Death Passages workshop at the end of that, but um, there's a circle that happens right after that, and when I get back to Wisconsin on Memorial Day, I'll be doing something like I usually do on that day of of honoring those who have served, who are now in the other world watching out for us, uh, that have their cremains and pinnacle markers up at Circle um, Sanctuary Circle Cemetery, and Michelle Boshears who is part of the Fort Gordon community and is our DFGL for that um, pagan circle there, is going to be also tuning in to Memorial Day. And Dave Sassman, another Circle Sanctuary minister doing military ministries, is going to um, be doing a warrior blessing ritual Memorial Day weekend as part of... um, the whole celebration, and I see that each of us who do military ministries as part of our Circle Sanctuary ministry work will be in different locations, will be, um, our timing may not be exactly the same day, you know, some Sunday, some Monday, um, some throughout the weekend, but essentially we'll be part of not only the Circle Sanctuary community that's honoring the pagan dead and the dead of all those who served in um, at Memorial Day weekend, but we're part of this United States Memorial Day community where there will be people of many different religions and backgrounds in different places, not only in the USA, but in other parts of the world. So whether one tunes into Memorial Day recreationally 
or in a more solemn observance of remembrance of the war dead. Of, of some people have generalized that. Many have um, to honoring um, all deceased veterans of those who served, and some have expanded even more by decorating cemeteries, whether people have served in the military or not. Uh, you know, Memorial Day used to be called Decoration Day because the custom was to go around and um, put flowers at the gravestones of loved ones. Um, started back during the Civil War time and started out by people putting those mementos on the graves of those killed in the Civil War, but it's really kind of grown and expanded, and that's an example of a custom that not only brings pagans together, and there'll be specific pagan honorings of um, the pagan war dead and others, but we'll be part of this much larger community that the U.S. of A. that is looking at Memorial Day as a special time to get together with family and friends and and many will visit cemeteries as part of their weekend experiences. I see we only have a few moments left. I'm wondering if anybody has called in or if there are any other comments in the chat room that we might want to add to this community sharing part. Well, we're also reminded to remember those who the first responders who we lost on 9/11. Yes. Yep. Um, <clears throat> oh, yes, and for the show this coming Saturday, um, just to remind people, if, uh, for, um, if, if you happen to have uh, any names of family members or friends or whatever, who have served, who are veterans, um, living or dead, active duty or retired or what have you, um, drop me a line via Facebook or David via Facebook and get those names to us. And we will uh, add those to the list of people that we will call out and honor on Saturday Night's Ritual. Yeah, and another way for those of you who are wanting to connect with Pagan Community on Memorial Day weekend, the Pagan Military Association, which is a Facebook community, is celebrating its one-year anniversary, Memorial Day weekend. If you have things that you'll be doing as part of Memorial Day weekend to honor in particular, pagans who have served, um, we invite you to post pictures and experiences and um, other materials at the Pagan Military Association website. And depending on what my um, Internet reception is, I very well may be putting some updates as I experience Heartland Pagan Festival community for the first time. We've certainly been networking with the folks that have been um, sponsoring um, the Pagan Heartland Pagan um, Festival over the years, um, but this is the first time that schedules have worked out for me to be able to be there. So I get to 
uh, move from our community experience tonight to getting to experience a new festival community for myself, an old festival, but new to me community experience. Well, I want to thank everyone who has tuned in and shared some thoughts through the chat. And thanks again to David and Jeanette for um, helping me with the show each week. I want to thank Pagans Tonight Radio Network for their support. Invite you all to tune in next week to Circle Craft Study where we're going to explore rites of passage. We're going to look at the circle of life, birth, coming of age into adulthood, weddings, coming of age into seniorhood, and death and beyond. So we'll be looking at some of those rites of passage exploring ways of creating our own life passage celebrations and some ideas for contributing to the life passage celebrations of others through gifts and and crafting rituals and celebrations. And then coming up in June, we're going to have Moon Magic on the 5th, Sun Magic on the 12th. And if we get good internet connection and cell phone connection, we're hoping to have a summer solstice show this year from Pagan Spirit Gathering. And then we'll round out June with Stone Circles, a show on that on the 26th. And as we go into July 4th, our July 3rd show will be a talk that I've given at a variety of festivals, The Pagan Roots of America. Thank you all for tuning in. And those of you who are interested in Pagan Spirit Gathering, www.circlesanctuary.org PSG. There's still a week left to register a little more than a week so if you want to come and join us face to face be sure to get your registrations in and heartland while the online registration has closed is still accepting registrations at the gate and we will go out with a bit more about heartland followed by some music by spiral rhythm I am Pagan, and they will be returning to the Pagan Spirit Gathering this year, June 17th through 24th, at Stonehouse Park in Northern Illinois. Well, circles of community, they're within us and around us. May we be blessed by them and they by us. So mote it be. Mote it be. So mote it be. Woohoo!